And we are live on this wonderful, beautiful episode of the Gymnasium Tailgate, covering none other than the conference of the U.S. of A. Some would argue the most patriotic conference. There's the America Conference, but this is U.S.A. As always, I am the host, XFL Jim, joined by my lovely, illustrious, always on top of his shit co-host the gulf of the coast sorry i got <laughs> let me let me fix that the gulf coast guru himself put respect on his name it's magic fucking mike how you doing buddy yes it is me it is me the gcg gulf coast guru magic mike i'm gonna get my one wine out of the way real quick i'm just gonna say it one time because this is a goal this is a conference usa podcast I hate the conference USA. I can't stand it. It's my least favorite conference. All right, it's out of the way. It's, it's done. I mean, I mean, objectively, <laughs> it is probably like it's. It seems to me the QSO seems to be like at the level of play, maybe at the MAC or maybe a little better. But it's just it's it doesn't have the parity that the MAC has. Like the MAC feels like any year anyone can win it. The QSO has some really bad teams and some teams that are like decent, and those decent teams seem to come out on top every year. Yeah, that's pretty much it. There's one team that's maybe a little surprise this year, but at least the Mac, you have like the coaching cradle where everybody just seems to come out of the Mac. That's that's good. Also, and, you have uh, action. You got like craziness with the Mac. There's like a there's a insane factor to it. Exactly, Maction is the best. So Conference USA, it's just it's got all the six and six ish, six and six ish of like the Mac what they have, except for I don't know these teams just never really excite me that much. Shy of a few. So there's a, there's a couple I've latched onto. I like there's a couple teams with every conference that I kind of just like latch onto, and the CUSA has a few. But man, out of like every single college football conference, this is like this is one is probably the hardest to watch. I'm sorry, CUSA fans. Like shout out to <laughs> welcome to UAB. He's my boy. I love UAB. We'll get to that in, in a moment. They're one of they're obviously one of the teams, but absolutely, it's a rough conference. It is. It really is. Hey, one Mac note too. Did you see Frank Solid step down? I did. I that probably affects Ohio's win total a little bit. I'm pretty sure were we I forget what we were on. Go back and watch that one to find out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we were on over. Um I think we I, were. I'm still I still like the number because I feel like so it's just him stepping down. His staff is still there. And yes. that staff has been there forever. So I'm still fairly confident that they'll have a decent season. Yeah, yeah. So it, it just got passed down the line and his system. And the over-under win total only dropped a half half of win. So I don't think it's going to be a huge deal. They still got a lot going on. But it was just a bummer to see Sulich go. It is. And then and also, this is the last bit of non-CUSA-related news. Did you hear the news about Texas and OU potentially looking to join the SEC? That's ridiculous. It looks like it looks like the the word that is out, and I don't know how how like legit it is, it seems like Texas and OU jointly reached out to the SEC, which I hate. I hate that's that's terrible. Those are the only two really respectable teams in that conference as far as who has an actual title shot, who the who the uh, quote unquote committee will give a shot to. So that's that's pretty that's a bummer. It's a bummer. Anyway, this is a CUSA talk. We're going to talk some CUSA and we're starting off with a, a we'll call them a banger. They're not a banger, but we'll call them a banger. The UTEP Miners over under three wins. This actually ties in because guess who the fucking head coach is? Dana got dang Dimmel, <laughs> former, what was he, the D.C. at uh, yeah. K-State? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Dana Dimmel, this is year four for him here at UTEP. So uh, we'll see what he can do. It's a tough program, tough school. This to is a tough one. 
So Man. yeah, one of one of the bottom feeder jobs. I gotta admit, I'm rooting for him. I am rooting for him. Uh, they start off the season at New Mexico State. Speaking of bottom tier feeder programs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, good start to the season there. I'm going to give him the win on that one because of Dana Demo in the direction he does have the team going. I like you don't see it with the wins; they still aren't winning a ton. But I, I've watched this team play a couple times, and they seem to have heart. So I'm gonna, I'm also giving them the win here. I think they just play with more heart. It's much like uh, Spavital at Texas State. You know, you don't see it reflected in the win total, but they are better teams. They're on the field; they're more respectable. Mm-hmm. And that's for some of these teams. That's all you can ask. Exactly. Up next, they get Bethune Cookman at home. Yeah, there's a banger. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we'll go ahead and give them the win on that one too. So hey, possibly a they're, two they're already at two right now. And then before the bye week, they get at Boise State. They get a travel to Idaho. That's an L. That's a big fat L. Yeah, I don't think there's really any negotiating that one. That's an L. Then coming out of the bye week, they get New Mexico and Old Dominion both at home. Yeah. Coming out of the bye week, I, I like the direction that New Mexico's going as a program. I think they got good things going on there with uh, Rocky Long mm-hmm. and Arroyo, I believe, is the head coach's name. I, I do think so, yeah, yeah. Steve um, Arroyo? Yeah, yeah. Mark or Steve, one of the two. Something more, there's, yeah. Um, but, yeah, getting the bye week before it and having it at home, I'm actually going to go ahead and I'm going to give this one to New Mexico. So, yeah, I got – or I'm sorry, uh, UTEP. Uh, see, this is a toss-up to me, and I definitely – yeah, I'm going to probably give it to them, too, just because it's after the bye week because it seems like a toss-up, and I definitely just like them there. So after this run, uh, they play at Southern Miss, and then they get uh, Louisiana Tech before their second bye week. Did you give them a win on Old Dominion? I did, I did. I, we're, we're, yes. we're lockstep so far. Yep. Okay, yeah. No, no, I, I didn't got, give uh, them a win on ODU, did you? I'm sorry. I, I did, have them losing yeah. to ODU. I think uh, ODU didn't even play last year. I'm, I'm not a fan of the, where this program's at right now. So I do have them actually winning that, and they're four and one on my list. There you go. <laughs> I have them. I have them going one and one in that stretch, and then okay. uh, they get at Southern Miss and La Tech before the bye week. And this is where it gets ugly for me. I have two straight losses there. I also will probably give them two losses there. I might like. I could see Southern Miss possibly if it was at home. Maybe depending on how Southern Miss. You've seen pretty high on the Eagles, so. Yeah, yeah, they have some pieces there. They have some pieces there. Then they go into the bye week. Then they play at FAU, UTSA, at North Texas, Rice, and at UAB to finish off the season. I got them all losses. (laughs) I got them all losses, too. I don't even have them beating Rice. Yeah, no, Rice uh, with Bloomgren there, they're kind of turning a little bit of a corner. It's another one, kind of like we said. It's not going to really show that sexy in the win column, but he is turning that program around. They're a good defense. You know what I I think? did, yeah, is it isn't loss. Bloomgren the guy that wanted to say Rice is the Stanford of Texas? He he did, yeah. I guess that's maybe just because he's from Stanford under Shaw. I don't I don't know what he's thinking with that comment, but I respect. Oh, yeah. it's a, they're both <laughs> smart people schools, and they want to have like a run at you, like nose to the grindstone sort of thing. They want to be smart uh, and gritty. Yeah, they both. Uh, you got the Cardinal, and you got the owls. The owls could hang out in those trees, I guess. I don't know, whatever. But yeah. I think, I think you, they're going to win that game, so go Rice. <laughs> yeah, I'm also on Rice there. And then at UAB to finish off, not happening. At North Texas, don't see it. It's just probably after that bye week, just loss after loss after loss after loss after loss. Tough way Indeed. to end the season, but you still have them on the over. I'm leaning on the over for this team. Nothing I would really get too excited about but a lean. Yeah, I would also eh, – I would probably lean under – because I, the New Mexico and ODU games are both toss-ups. 
So, eh, if anything, I'm leaning under here. Up next, we have Old Dominion on the downturn. O-D-U. Let's go. Starting off at Wake Forest. Yeah, so Ricky Rain, this is going to be his first year actually getting to be head coach. Um, he came in last year. He came over from Penn State where he was the offensive coordinator. Um, but the team did not play in 2020. In 2019, they were 1-11 and before he got there. So he inherited a mess and got to do nothing with it. Uh, loss at Wake, by the way. A, a 100% loss at Wake. But do you think – did they get to do any, like, practicing or anything in 2020? Or do they just not have any football activities? I don't know how that worked. I, I don't think they did because – well, yeah, I really don't know, you know, come fall what really went on. I mean, you would think the coaching staff would kind of uh, – be more involved in maybe recruiting at that point and stuff like that. But with COVID protocols, it's really, it's really kind of hard to tell what they were, what the, what the hell they were doing. Cause they weren't one of the teams that went and played FCS or anything like yeah. that. So yeah, I don't, I'm not sure how much really hands-on they got. I know, I know a lot of teams did zoom meetings and stuff, but I don't know how much that could really do for you. Yeah. I don't know how much that could do for a first time head coach. Then they get Hampton at home after the L to wake forest. Yeah. I'll give them a win there. Sure. I'll give them a win. So they got one. Then they get at Liberty, Buffalo, and at UTEP. Actually, let's just at Liberty and Buffalo. Let's do. Let's focus on those two. Yeah, I'll, I'll focus on those two losses. Uh, yeah, don't give them really much of a shot. I'm actually <laughs> looking down the rest of the schedule. I see a lot of losses. Then they get a nice little stretch of at UTEP, at Marshall, and at Western Kentucky. Uh, yeah, again, all losses for me. I believe I had them beating UTEP, so I'll give them two there. The rest are all losses. They get the bye week, and then they get uh, Louisiana Tech right out of it. Yep, that's a loss. That's a 100% a loss at FIU. Loss, easy loss. Yep, yep, same here. FAU, FAU loss. loss middle, at Middle Tennessee, loss. And then finishing off with the Charlotte 49ers. Yes, the 49ers also a loss. So I have them 1-11, nowhere even near the 3.5. I have them at 2, but I'm very tentative on the UTEP. I'm I'm pretty comfortable on the under here. It's one of my favorite ones of this conference. I think it's a pretty easy under. I have, again, 1-11 in 2019, and they didn't even play last year. I don't know. That's a lot to ask for Ricky Rain to get four wins. In his first year especially. Mm Mm-hmm. Up next, probably this is one of my – I don't know how many I have in this t- conference, but this is one of my darlings in this conference is North Texas. They're just a very fun team to watch. Their over-under win total is set to four games. Yeah, I love Seth Luttrell as a head coach. I kind of wish he would have got out of there. I don't know. You know, I don't know if coaches were, were knocking on the door and calling them up, but I wish he would have got out of there before it went on too long. This is typically a bottom-feeding program. Um I don't know if you were really following him when he had Mason Fine as a quarterback, but man, oh, oh man, was that a, yeah, that was a fun team, and I loved Mason Fine. I, I God, really Mason did. Fun as hell. Yeah, he was awesome. I, I loved watching. What a great college quarterback. So North Texas gets the season started off against Northwestern State at home. That is a big fat W. Good way to start the season. Yeah, we'll go ahead and give him a W there. Then they play at SMU, and I think SMU is just a better version of North Texas, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, typically, I would I, I would agree, and I'm, I'm going to even one-up that because SMU has brought in Jim Levitt as their defensive coordinator. Love it. So, Love that So move. now you're actually going to see some defense to go along with Sonny Dykes and that high-powered offense. So Love um, it. Give me SMU all day there. Yeah, so nine starters back on Texas or uh, North Texas for their defense. They were 127th in defense last year. Only 127 teams played, so that's a big problem. 
Yeah, that's a that's a big worry, especially yeah, going up against a bunch of these teams. So after the demolishing, I feel like they will take at SMU. They get UAB at home. I smell another loss cooking. Yep, same here. UAB, one of the top programs in the conference. 100%. Then they get at LA Tech, at Louisiana Tech, right before the bye week. You're not taking down my boy Skip Holtz. No way. Nope, Skip Holtz getting a dub. They go from the bye week to play at Missouri. Yeah, congratulations. You're going to lose that one. You do not want those two games like in between your bye week. Yeah, what a terrible use of the bye week. That's that's a shame. And then after the thrashing at Missouri, they get to play Marshall and Liberty back to back. Both Liberty. at home. Those are shit home games. I got to be honest. <laughs> they, they really are. Liberty, I'm going to give an automatic L for North Texas. Mm-hmm. Marshall, Marshall's a Marshall's a maybe. I'm I'm not as high on Marshall this year. I'm not either. They they have so many pieces. They're going to be a good team, but. Firing Doc Holiday was so stupid, and I feel like I'm giving a win to North Texas just to punish Marshall for firing Doc Holiday Ooh. or not, not renewing his contract. Same difference. You know what? Same because like that that firing was super stupid. Not Man, a fan. Doc Holiday and Frank Solich are two of my like favorite long time running coaches, and we lose both of them. So what a shame! But so yep. we'll give them we'll give them one and one there, and then they finish off with at Rice and at Southern Miss. I give them a win at Rice. I'm going to give them a yep. loss on the second leg to Southern Miss. I would I would agree with that. The fact that it's the second leg of a back-to-back, I'll probably give them a one-and-one one there. So we have them at three wins. Yes, sir. And that's giving them a win to Marshall, which yes. I'm not confident. I'm pretty confidently on the under here. Yeah, oh, same here. Then they, they finish off. They get UTEP at home at FIU and UTSA. Loss, loss, loss. I got them beating UTEP. Oh, wait, wait, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I haven't beat a UTEP. What am I talking about? <laughs> I, I got him with the loss to UTSA. I do have him getting a win at FIU. I'm not Ooh. very high on that program. So I do actually have him at five and seven, but I lean on the under simply because of that, that defense. They can lose any game, and I, I just it doesn't make me comfortable. I got him right at four, and I'm definitely not comfortable with it. So I'm definitely leaning under here. Yep, yep. I'd go that way too. Up next, we have Florida International FIU starting off their season with LIU. Yes, Long Island University. That should be an easy win. That should be a super easy win for, what are they, the Panthers? Uh, FIU is the Panthers, yes. Okay, okay, good. Then they get Texas State at home. It's nice to start with two home games. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what. This is one of the most important games on this schedule. I will Uh tell you why. These two teams are in very, very similar spots. Um, I think Spavital has the the program going in a little bit higher direction than Butch Davis has his. Last year was a COVID year. It was wonky, but Butch Davis and the FIU Panthers, they went 0-5. The feeling around that program, according to some of the other coaches from Conference USA, they thought Butch Davis was done after last year. He came back. They don't see a lot of energy in that team. So I'm going to give a little uh, look ahead here. After that Texas State game, you have three away games in a row, no breakup, no bye week. If you lose that Texas State game, you have three losses coming right in your face after that, and this season is going to get ugly, and I do have them losing at home to Texas State. I would also have them losing to Texas State. I think, like you were saying, they're in a very similar position. I just think Texas State right now is the better program, and that's a rough start to the season because, as we were saying, they get at Texas Tech at Central Michigan, and at FAU. Back to back to back. No breaks, no cupcakes scheduled in between, no nothing. Those are three easy losses. 
yes, there are three teams that are all in a better position right now. The only one arguably that could be on the same page is maybe Central Michigan, but that is a long trip, and I never trust a Florida team traveling that far, especially when it's up north. Not to mention here in the garage, we back directional Michigan <laughs> schools. It's something How we like I to forget? stand by. <laughs> How could I forget? After that brutal stretch, they get Charlotte at home before the bye week. I am going to give this game to Charlotte because of that brutal stretch. I would, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to be nice and give it to FIU because it's right before the bye week, so they can kind of focus on Charlotte a little bit. But I'm not yeah, confident on that. That's fair enough. It's 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 almost a 50-50 game. I'm going with the trend of how this season's looking like it's going. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see a lot of L's for me. They get the bye week, and then they get Western Kentucky at home. I got them losing. I got them in L there. They get at Marshall and ODU. I'm going to give them a loss at Marshall, obviously, but I'm going to give them the win over ODU. I think this is the last game where they're clear-cut going to be favored. I'm, uh, I'm lockstep with you there. They're winning at Marshall. Uh, sorry, losing at Marshall, winning at o- winning with ODU coming to them. They finish off the season at Middle Tennessee, North Texas at home, and at Southern Miss. Three more L's for me, sir. Yep. I'm going to probably also do three L's there. This is a pretty comfortable under. This is, again, one of my favorite unders. Um, I think the four and a half, that's a lot of respect given to Butch Davis. I understand it, but uh, it does look like the direction the program's going to me. I could see I could see four. It's yeah. hard to see five. So much of it, to me, just depends on that Texas State game. It's mm-hmm. I, This is why I love college football, because I'm – like me and you are going to be two of the only people in the world that are like, oh, Texas week two. I can't fucking wait, dude. Don't yeah. be eyes glued. <laughs> so I actually went to a, like a legit casino for the first time in like years and actually bought win total. And I have a ticket. I have a ticket in my hand. That's awesome. I'm going to be able to do that soon so enough. Good. They had to so run it good. through. Uh, they had to run it through the Seminole tribe down here in Florida. The governor had to. I didn't know that's legitimately how it worked. Okay. They had to run it through the Seminole Tribe, and the Seminole Tribe has approved sports gambling here in Florida. So I'm so excited. I can't wait. I can already play uh, college football fantasy sports, which I wasn't able to do in Ohio. So I'm, I'm – Oh, wait. That's something that Ohio doesn't allow? Ohio's pretty stingy. They're they're still kind of a conservative state. I guess so. that is Quaker country. Yep, yep, yep. They're a little stingy. They're just letting, like, casinos come in and stuff now. Sports gambling's kind of in talks, so we'll see where it Dude. goes. But – uh fucking tell me about it nebraska that's <laughs> <laughs> yep yep <laughs> up next we have the charlotte 49ers this is one of my other darling teams in this conference i love charlotte i just like the story of it. i'm always a fan of like programs that are just like where the fuck did this come from and they do decent absolutely <laughs> and, and this is gonna be bless you <laughs> thank you this is gonna be one of the more uh confusing teams for the hardest team to gauge their starting mm-hmm. quarterback, Chris Reynolds, last year, uh, he hurt his shoulder in like week one, and he was hurt for the entire season. They're one of the teams that was riddled with COVID the entire year, so you didn't really get a good look at them last year to see as far as where they're at. But Will, Will Healy is a great head coach. I don't think he's going to be at this program for much longer. Uh, this is year th- I'm going much more than five at most. So I think uh, the 49ers, they're going to be a little decent this year. They're going to be chippier than a lot of teams think. I agree 1000%. They they were like they were one of the biggest surprises of 2019 in my opinion. Yes, yes, absolutely. Up first, they get to to play at Duke and at Gardner-Webb. 
No, Duke. No, is sorry, coming. they get. Sorry, no, that's right. The opposite of that. <laughs> Duke is coming to them, and yes, so is Gardner Webb. Yes, sir. So Gardner Webb will get that out of the way. That's a win. I am giving them a win over Cutcliffe and Duke. I don't like when one of a team from a state that doesn't even have their state locked down has to go in their backyard and play a group of five. That has disaster written all over it for David Cutcliffe, even though he's a great coach. I got the 49ers. I have uh, Charlotte going one and one here. I got the win over Gardner-Webb. They're going to lose to Duke because David Cutcliffe, like if Duke does anything not with him as a head coach, if they do anything, they win these games. He always that, like he's good at getting the cupcakes, which is that is that is true. That is true. Uh, I'm a little worried about Cutcliffe. Just word around the ACC is that he's it's just gotten stale. Oh, the game may have passed Cutcliffe by. Right, right. And you don't last year you had Clemson transfer Chase Bryce. He has gone on to App State. He sucked anyway. He was a turnover machine at quarterback. Mm -hmm. And now you have nothing. You don't have that Cutcliffe gem at quarterback that they typically have. So uh, it's going to be a rough one. I could see Duke winning. They're going to be favored in this game, but I'm going with Charlotte and Will Healy. Definitely will probably take Charlotte on the spread, but I think Duke's going to get the dub. After these two, they get at Georgia State and Middle Tennessee at home. Okay, so Georgia State at Georgia State. I got that being a loss there. I got them beating the Middle Tennessee State. No offense, Rick Stock still, but that is the third leg of three away games in a row. So I'm going to have Charlotte get the win there. I'm probably going to have them also beating Middle Tennessee and uh, losing to Georgia State. I think we were both super high on Georgia State, so I think that checks out. Yep. Uh, then they get a nice little back-to-back at, at Illinois and at FIU. That's a that's a two-losser for me. It's one loss for me. I am going to give them the win like over it. FIU. FIU is uh, – they're coming off of that three-game stretch that we just talked about. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I'm going to give them the win over FIU. You know what? I think I did give FIU all three losses on that. That's a tough one. I'm going to give FIU the – I'm going to give Charlotte the win here. Awesome. Okay, then they get the bye week, which is nice. Then they get FAU at home. Who do you? It is good that they get the bye week before FAU. FAU is a tough program this year. I'm still going to give them the loss there. I'm also going to give them a loss, but that's like that's a watch out FAU. Oh, yeah. I even wrote it down. FAU actually has a bye before this game as well. Ah, wish it were a trap game. Then they play at <laughs> Western Kentucky and get Rice at home. I got them with a loss at Western Kentucky this deep in the season. I'll save it for Western Kentucky. I got a reason for it. But, uh, yeah, that's a loss for me. I'm also giving them a loss here. Rice? I give them a win. I'll give them a win at Rice. No, with Rice coming there. Yes, sir. 100%. Then they finish off the season at La Tech, Marshall at home, and at ODU. Two losses and a win against ODU for me. Yeah, I almost want to say I almost want to have him beating Marshall. That's a nice little pipe dream I'll have, uh, but I'll okay. give him a loss to La Tech and a loss to Marshall and a win at ODU. All right. Yeah, I got him at 6-6. Six and six. That's a pretty comfortable over. I feel like I'm leaning over two. One. I'm at five, but I'm still leaning over because I think there's more potential wins than losses. Same here. I, like like I said before, we started on that team. It's a really confusing team, so it's just a lean for me. Just a lean. there's not a lot that we really know because that like the whole 2020 for their season is an enigma. Yeah, complete question mark. So you kind of got to toss it out the window. I'm I'm more so leaning over because of my man Will Healy. Oh hell yeah! Up next, 
Louisiana Tech with a win total of four and a half. That's so what we were talking about earlier with the Q. So you see how many teams here have a win total of like four and a half. <laughs> in between, you know, like in between three and like six at the top. It's 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 bad, but this is a this is a disrespectful over under to my one hundred percent disrespectful. It, it's upsetting. <laughs> they start the season off at Mississippi State. I do have them with a loss there. I'll give them the loss there. Then they get Southeastern Louisiana and SMU at home. I got them with the win against Southeastern Louisiana. That's going to be a little bit of a game. That's going to be a shootout. Southeastern Louisiana could put up some points. I, I got them beating them, though, and then loss with SMU. I'm right there with you. They're winning Southeastern. They're losing to SMU. Then they get North Texas before playing at NC State. I got them beating North Texas, losing at NC State. I didn't do my homework enough, really. I actually don't know who NC State has after that. That could be an interesting look-ahead spot. I wish I would have kind of looked at that, but I, I do think it is going to be a loss. Um, there is really news on Louisiana Tech I forgot to bring up at the beginning. Austin Kendall is transferred in to be the West Virginia quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's from West Virginia. He's going to be the quarterback at Lots Act. So that's that's pretty huge. That uh, that helps for missing – what was it – Um. So, oh, so oh, here's uh, a here's who they get the week before playing La Tech. NC State plays Clemson, and then they get a bye week right after La Tech. Oh boy, that might be a loss. NC State. That's a that's a trap game right there. Because <laughs> you're gonna come you're gonna come off that pretty beaten up, and that could be one of those uh, sneaky. NC State always plays Clemson tough. That could be an emotional letdown spot. It very well could be. I could this. Oh, that's a oh buddy. That's a that's one to watch out for. That is, I'm I'm sticking a loss, but that's that's a tough one. I'm sticking a loss there too. Then they get the bye week. Then they get at UTEP, UTSA at home. I'm going win loss uh, I'm, with the win win over UTEP. Same there. Uh, then they get at ODU and at UAB back to back. Yeah, I'm gonna give them the win over ODU, the loss to UAB on the second leg. Yep, same here. Then they finish off the season with Charlotte at home, Southern Miss at home, and at Rice. I got them two and one with a loss to Rice. I'll finally give Rice a little credit on. Something. Ooh, I like <laughs> it. I'll have them two and one. I think they either lose to Charlotte or Rice. Yeah, that's fair enough. I feel like I'm pretty nicely on the over. I want to say over. That's what I want. Yeah, I mean, I'm at six and six, and that's a uh, that's like kind of would be considered a bad Skip Holtz year. I'm I'm pretty comfortable going over four and a half with Skip Holtz in this team. Huh. Yeah, I'm at around I'm at around six as well. I like it. Leo popping in the chat saying, guys, you know it's cute today, but you gotta hit on OU in Texas, possibly possibly heading to the SEC. You know, my man, if you would have paid attention at the start of the stream, we did cover it. We think it's bull I still think it's bullshit. Fuck it is like, absolutely I would hate bullshit. I conference re- I like I mean the chaos in me loves any conference realignment talk if it blows up conferences. Because how many teams would that give the SEC? I'm not sure what the shuffling would have to look like for that. I mean, I think what would that would that go up to 14? It'd be something like it, it'd be something it'd be or would it go 12? SEC Shoot. teams. How many fucking teams are in the SEC right now? One, two, three, four, five, six. One sec. Yeah, I'm shuffling mine too. They already have 14. That would be 16 teams. Jesus. Yeah, there would have to be some teams would have to leave that conference, but you can't have 16 teams. That's ridiculous. And then what goes on with the Big 12? 
right? The Big 12 would then have, what, eight teams? Because you already lost Texas A&M and Missouri. Missouri I was fine with. Texas A&M leaving the Big 12 is one of the stupidest things that I've ever seen. I mean, it's worked out well for them. Fine, they got Jimbo Fisher. They've been a contender in that conference a little bit. But, God, all their tradition, all their history was in the Big 12 where they were a middle-of-the-pack team. I don't even know why they ever got to go to the SEC. Now you're going to take the two blue bloods of the Big 12? Then what, what do you do? Just break apart the conference? I don't understand. I guess you just break apart the conference. Then you have like the likes of K-State, uh, Iowa State, just going to like the AAC or something. That's a nightmare. That would That's suck. A nightmare. God, I would hate it. I just hate stay, it. Just, especially they're talking about a 12-team playoff. Yeah, just stay in the Big 12. Stay you're, in the Big 12. Make the, you're probably both going to be making the playoff more often yeah. than not. Yeah, actually, they're probably as long as they're both over eight wins. You, you think Texas is wins. fucking winning the SEC? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Not a chance. Jesus fucking Christ. Anyway, we're both on La Tech over. I'm on the over. <laughs> Just in spirit. Fuck yeah. All right. Up next, Middle Tennessee. I uh, I was stupid. I didn't put what theirs was. Uh, their over-under is five, which uh, they still have Rick Stockstill there. And his career record is like 94-92. So six wins is basically kind of your your expectation. I do. Uh, yeah, I can kind of – I can dig it. Um, they, they, they got uh, 10 starters back on each side of the ball, and they have Bailey Hawkman transferring in from uh, NC State. So he should be the starter there. They got all their top running backs and wide receivers, four or five back on the O-line with transfers from Georgia and Arizona to sure up some depth. So I like what's going on with Rick Stockstill in middle Tennessee. I'm definitely digging it. I haven't, I haven't done as much research into middle Tennessee. Uh, Cause I try to avoid that state almost at all costs. And even like <laughs> tertiary teams in the state, middle Tennessee is one of my, uh, one of my little heart throbs. They're one of your conference. little darlings. I like yes. it. I yes. Like they were uh, NC, NC dub on PlayStation. They were one of the teams, man. I, I had to go with the blue Raiders. I believe we're going to be going over mine next time. Cause I think we're going uh, mountain West next. Awesome. And, uh, yeah. As preview, Hawaii is my like darling list of darling teams. Oh, you got to love the Rainbow Warriors. Love them. Love them. <laughs> so, Middle Tennessee starting out the season with Monmouth coming to, I don't know what they call the stadium in Middle Tennessee. <laughs> I actually don't either. Maybe it doesn't have a name. <laughs> um, yeah. Give the win. Give the win to Middle Tennessee, though. I know Monmouth's no joke, but uh, yeah, I'll give the win to Middle Tennessee. Give me the win to Middle Tennessee as well. Also, shout out, Leo, DGens United. Get us at all NCAA football back. <laughs> yes, Do you have what we need. Uh, not still, no, I don't. I wish I did. I have, so I have 11. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I have 11. So back when there was like a whack and like, oh, it was, it was a wild time. It's, 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 like a, it's like a time capsule. It is. And it just has infinite replay value. You could just keep going and going and, I love it so much. I can't wait till it comes back. It is coming back. I, I know that. Mm -hmm. It's just, just a matter of when. Know. Right. And I'm going to turn right back into a kid again. My girlfriend's going to hate me. Why don't you talk to me anymore? Shut up. And, you know. NCAA football. <laughs> yeah. After the win versus Monmouth, they get a nice back-to-back-to-back -back road schedule with at Virginia Tech, at UTSA, and at Charlotte. Oh, boy. Yeah, rough one there. I got all three losses. It would really benefit them if Charlotte was the first game there. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> uh, but that's three losses for me as well. Then they get Marshall at home before playing at Liberty. Yeesh. I will. I will say too. I did my uh, my my fast five with the coaches today. Like I said, and what I was kind of looking at too is 
That at Virginia Tech game, I don't think Middle Tennessee wins it, but Fuente is a hot seat coach. And, man, if Middle Tennessee strolls in there and takes down a sleepy Virginia Tech, that could be trouble for for, for so, uh, Justin Fuente. I have a theory on a couple of the hot seat coaches. I am – like my thing I've been saying is they're coaching for their job. I think Fuente is definitely one of those guys. It, it can either really put a damper on your season when all your players think, like, oh, he's probably not going to be here next year, or it can be a huge motivating factor. You can kind of, like, really focus in and get a bunch of wins. I'm not sure which way it goes with him because from what I've heard, no one really likes Justin Fuente. It does seem that way. Everyone hates him, but they always get like one win, like, oh, they beat Virginia and it saves his whole season because he's been on the hot seat for like two years. So I think this is the year where it finally gets him. I don't know if it's the MTSU game. I'm just saying that's interesting. And I I think Fuente, it's going to take eight wins or more to, to save his job this year. I just don't think they like him. I'm probably, yeah, I'm probably on the same same page there. So after that brutal stretch, they pl- get Marshall at home, play at Liberty before the bye week. I'm giving them two more L's there, make it five in a row. That's a really rough start to the season. That's a really rough first half. <laughs> yes, sir. After the bye week, they get at UConn, Southern Mist, and at Western Kentucky. Yeah, right the ship a little bit against UConn, get the team going. Um, mm-hmm. How FAU, I was kind of saying after those three those three games, those three back-to-back-to-back-of-road games where they lose them all, that's the Butch Davis deal. Rick, Rick Stockstill, I think he could get the team back on track after something like that. So I do like him to win against UConn, lose the Southern Miss, but then get another win against Western Kentucky. I actually definitely love him getting the bye week after that brutal stretch, not kind of in between. I love that they can kind of recover and recuperate for the second half of their season. I like them winning all three at UConn, Southern Miss, and at Western Kentucky. I could definitely see the Southern Miss one as well. So, yeah. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) They finish off the season with FIU at home, ODU at home, and at FAU. I got two more wins and then a loss at FAU. I would, uh, uh, I'm going to give them two wins and a loss. FAU, I could maybe see them. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's a tough one. Um, end of the year, it's kind of a random random game for the end of the year, but FAU is pretty tough. I'm going to I'm gonna lean under on this team. It's tough because I love Rick Stock still, but I just I, – I, yeah, That's a such lot. a brutal, like, first half of the season. If you could have, like, spread out those away games or something or gotten, like – like, if you got, like, Charlotte or UTSA at home in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to take uh, – Take something special to turn it around after that. That's such a rough start. Yeah, I'm leaning under as well. Up next, we have Southern Miss. I feel like this is the team we're maybe like most divided on, at least in this conference. Definitely. It definitely does seem like it. So, yeah, I am a little higher on Will Hall coming over from Tulane. He was under Willie Fritz. He left the program, and he took with him a uh, commit for, to Tulane. It's quarterback Ty Keys. He's now the top-recruited QB in the, in the uh, Conference USA. So he's bringing that over with him. He's got a good pedigree. I like Will Hall. I think I think he could get this team has enough coming back. I think he could get it going. I mean, yeah, I just don't see it happening this year. I'm calling this like I'm calling this his definitive first year. <laughs> yeah, it really could be another another thing with this year though. They do is, have talent. They do have like they, they got they got 22 players back that took snaps because it was such a mess last year mm-hmm. and so much shuffling. 22 that took snaps on D last year. Um, I'm sorry, there was 22. They got 21 of them back. Also, they have four of five O linemen back. Frank Gore Jr. is still on the team. 
He's a beast. I can't wait to see him pan out. I know Frank Gore Sr. is just going to keep playing until his legs break off and just to play with his kid somewhere or have his kid in the league at the same time. So it's pretty awesome. Definitely love that. They start the season off at South Alabama. Yeah, that's a tricky one, but I do have the win there. That's a fun one. I'm pretty sure I gave that one to South Alabama. So I have them losing here. Then they get Grambling State at home and Troy at home. Two wins for me, but the Troy one's tough. Uh, I'm going to give them a win and a loss here. I think I think I lean Troy. Like you were saying, it's tough, but I'm going to lean Troy. Fair enough. Tough back-to-back, but you can kind of really just like X out Alabama on your schedule. They get at Alabama and at Rice. You can just pencil that one as a loss. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, the only reason they even acknowledge that Alabama game, clearly it's a loss, but teams after playing Alabama – typically do not play, play well the next week. So I am going to give that as a loss against Rice. I also probably have to rate yeah, two losses there. So I only have them with one win so far. Then they get a nice little stretch. Uh, UTEP at home and UAB at home before the bye week. I got them splitting that. Yeah, I'd have them winning at U, uh, with UTEP and losing to UAB. Get a nice little bye week going in there. Then they get at Middle Tennessee and North Texas at home. I got them with two wins there. So, yeah. I'm picking up steam. <laughs> I think I got them with two wins there as well. Then they get at UTSA and at La Tech. That's a rough one. Wind out of the sails. Two losses for me. That's two losses as well. They finish off the season with FIU at home. And I give them a win. I'd probably also lean win there. So I have them with exactly two. I got them with three wins. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I have them at seven, five, seven and five, which is clearly over the over, but uh, I'm not going to be brash and bold on it. Like I should, like I am with most times I pick something and I think, Oh, I'm being sneaky only because they have the two back-to-back road trips and both of them, they're all four losses to me. So I don't want to get too brash and bold on this team. Yeah. I'm probably, yeah. I'm also definitely leading under, uh, up next, we have Rice, the Owls. Hootie fucking who? <laughs> starting off the season at Arkansas. They got a rough start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could just, it's three losses for me right off the bat. Arkansas, Houston at home, interesting, but it's a loss. And at Texas, that will also be a loss. As, yeah, three pretty easy losses right there. Then they get Texas Southern at home and Southern Miss at home before the bye week. I got them. You got them with two wins there, my man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Two I wins. like it. Same here. I'll give them the two there. They get the bye week. Then they get a rough back-to-back at UTSA and at UAB. That's two losses for me. Yes, two losses. Yep. And they get North Texas at home and at Charlotte. Two more losses. <laughs> yeah, two more losses as well. Western Kentucky at UTEP and La Tech. I got him winning the final three games of the season under Bloomgren. I think he's going to get them hot at the end of the year. I'll give them two and one there, but that I got, I got something on this team too. They have a six foot wide out Bradley Rosner, six foot five. He opted out last year, but he had 55 catches for 770 yards in 2019. So that offense was 107th last year without him. I think you're going to see a big improvement on the offense with that wide receiver back in this conference in particular. And then they have eight starters back on a defense that was 23rd in total D last year. So I, I, it could be interesting with this team. It could be interesting. I just think they have such a brutal schedule. They uh, do. It's, it's, I am, hard to, it's hard to go over. I am heavy on this under. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm pretty confident on the under here. <laughs> you got a lot of guaranteed losses on this schedule. Up next, we have Western Kentucky, the red amorphous blobs. Over under win total, five and a half. Man, this is one of the most fun teams to track in the country this year. And it's so weird to say that, but Tyson Helton is still here. That's Clay Helton's younger brother. He returns for his third year as head coach. He brought in the offensive coordinator from Houston Baptist. He brought with him from Houston Baptist his quarterback and three wide receivers from an offense that averaged almost 550 yards a game on the FCS level. Okay, you're saying FCS level. Well, Houston only played four games last year. Only one of them was an FCS opponent. The other three were actually FBS teams, and two of them were in the Conference USA. Houston Baptist scored 31 points on North Texas, 33, and almost beat Texas Tech, and 38 points against Louisiana Tech last year. And that he's bringing his quarterback, the offensive coordinator from that team, and three wide receivers from that offense. I love it. I think as the year goes on, you could finally see an offense come back to Western Kentucky. I love this team. I they're not one of my darlings, but this team is like going to be super fun to watch for the exact mm -hmm. reasons you mentioned. Shout out my boy XFL the third in the chat. Love you, Jim. The garage loves you. This is going to be a fun team. They get UT Martin to start out at home. Hold on, uh, pertinent question: Who's XFL oh. Junior? No, it's XFL the th oh. Um, yeah. that's a good question. <laughs> huh. okay. It might be. It might just be another gym. There's gyms everywhere, dude. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. There. You guys are. Well, I'm a Mike, so. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, they get the season. They start off with UT Martin at home. That's a good start. Yeah, I'm gonna give him a win there. He was formerly Landry the Mandry, in case you need to know. That okay. Was a, okay. It's good. That was a good title. It was a good title when Landry Jones was tearing it up in the XFL. <laughs> yes. So sir. after the win with UT Martin, they get at Army. Yeah, I'm gonna give him a loss there. I'm gonna give him a win because they get the bye week. Ah. I wish they got the bye week before. And that's a little early to be breaking in that new offense against that, Army. That's I still got I'm I'm pretty low on Army, so I'm gonna favor. I'm gonna give Western Kentucky. I, I don't remember what I picked in the independence. That was weeks ago. If I if I go back, I don't care. As of this moment, you are listening to my advice right now. Army is gonna lose this game. That's the most un-American thing I've ever heard. I know, right? <laughs> I'm high on the Navy and Air Force. This is, I feel like, well, like fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then they, after the bye week they get Indiana at home and they play at Michigan state, a nice little big 10 duo there. I, I got two losses, but I if that was ask... flipped, if that was flipped, I could see them easily. Like, I could very much see them beating Michigan state. I could see them beating Mel Tucker's at Michigan state for sure. Cause they have no offense. Mm -hmm. I want to ask Indiana's coordinator or their, their, their athletic director. I'm sorry. Why, why are you going to Western Kentucky? I don't understand. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I, why are you going there? Interesting schedule there. <sighs> I got but, two losses as well. Yeah, two um, losses. Then they get UTSA at home. Uh, that's a loss for me. That's a loss. I'm very high on UTSA. Then they get the back-to-back -back road games of ODU and FIU. Love that they get ODU at first. That's a one-and-one one for me. Yeah, it's it's a two-and-oh for me. I got to win both of these. Actually, you know what? Yeah, two-and-oh. Give me two-and-oh yeah. Yeah, it's a cup, yeah. cup, cupcake back-to-back -back road, and this is where I think they could really get that offense firing now. Now we're talking. Oh, once it's midseason, boy, oh, yeah. Yes, sir. After that back-to-back -back stretch, they get Charlotte at home and Middle Tennessee at home. Love that. I got it one-on-one, one, beating Charlotte and losing to Middle Tennessee. But Middle Tennessee's a coin flip. 
That's a coin flip one. I'll give him both. I'll give him two wins there. Okay. At right. I mean, I'm like a gerbil, so I don't even remember what I picked in this exact podcast. <laughs> I'm just like, what's right in front of me is what I go for. That's why I always have papers in front of me. That way I remember. Otherwise, hey, that's why you're the uh, that's why you're the analyst. You're the college football expert in the garage. I am the I'm just the looks and the gut. They finish off the season at Rice, FAU at home and at Marshall. I got them going uh, one and two there with a loss to Rice, a loss to Marshall, loss on both road games. And then I got them beating FAU because that is the second leg of an, a back-to-back for FAU. I would probably agree with that. I could see them either – I could see them potentially going two and one, but I'm going to probably lean one and two. Okay. Yeah, I got them, I got them five and seven. I'm leaning under on this one, but it's going to be fun. I can't wait to watch this this team. Um. I'm pretty confident on the over here. I'm feeling pretty good about it over for Western Kentucky. Good. And I could clear, I could see it. That MTSU, that's a coin flip. At Rice is kind of a coin flip. So I could definitely see him picking up some extra wins. This is and like on this is like on Michigan the thing. State. This is like this one really appeals to like my degenerate gambler just because it's such they have a lot of coin flip games, and I just I want that. And especially when and, and all our listeners can just thank us for getting to know about this situation with the offense. This is going to be such – this is a degenerate team to watch when that offense starts firing and you're like, I fucking told you, bro. Fucking Western Kentucky. That's This is it. And you Give me some first. fucking overs. Yes. <laughs> Rounding out, we've got, what, four more teams to go. FAU with a win total set at seven. Man, do I hate Willie Taggart. I cannot stand Willie Taggart. I'll I'll lead off with that. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's pretty obvious we're probably going to be taking the under based off that. Not to mention they start the season at Florida. Yeah, they're going to get whipped here and then you take that from Florida where you're going to get pushed around and beat up all game and then you got to play Georgia Southern in the triple option. Good night, second loss Two right losses. there. The only thing I can imagine being worse even though they're a worse team is if they start off the season at Florida State cuz those fans would be roaring. Oh, yeah, they would love that. They would love to give it to Willie Taggart after he completely dismantled that program. <laughs> after the two losses, they get Fordham at home and then play at Air Force. Ah, two triple option teams. In like the I, first I know. Stretch. You don't even it, get them – like you kind of want that back-to-back. Yeah, so you're already prepared for it. I mean, yeah, you do have the cupcake Fordham in between, but what did I say about Florida teams? They don't travel well. You're going all the way out to play Air Force. Taggart teams – are traditionally the worst in the country at penalties. They are completely undisciplined, which is the worst absolute setup when you're playing a military academy. Triple option in general, but especially a military academy. That's an easy loss. FAU, just just bet whatever that spread is for Air Force. Just bet it. 100%. Maybe even put some on the money line. Oh, oh wait, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Air Force should be favored. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's probably going to be less of a favorite than they should be. 100%. 100%. Then coming from Air Force, they get to play FIU at home. Yeah, I got a win there. Got a win there. Then they play at UAB before the bye week. That's going to be a loss. That's 100% going to be a loss. They get out of the bye week. They play at Charlotte. So I'm going to give them the win because they got the bye as well as Charlotte. Yep, I'll give them the win over Charlotte. And they get UTEP and Marshall at home. Uh, I gave them two wins because I really wanted to give Marshall some losses. And this is where I'm going to punish them right here. Punch Marshall here. I'll also give him two losses. Uh, I'll give FAU two wins here. Finish off the season at ODU, at Western Kentucky, and Middle Tennessee at home. 
I got them two and one to finish it off, losing the second of the back-to-back to uh, Western Kentucky. Also got them losing to Western Kentucky, beating ODU, and beating Metal Tennessee. I have them winning like three, four <laughs> games. I got them seven and five. Look, this is a really, oh, yeah. really talented team. Uh, they got 11 starters back on offense, 10 starters back on defense. They did lose Jim Levitt on the defense. That was 24th total D last year, but they brought in Mike Stoops, so that helps. It's just my disrespect for Taggart. If it was another coach, if it was still Lane Kiffin, this is an easy, easy, easy over. Oh, this Willie, is, yeah. This Willie is Taggart. You, easy. Willie Taggart, you take the under. I'm taking the under 100% here. Yes, sir. Up next, we have Marshall, the Thundering Herd, win total of seven and a half. Yes, this win total did drop a half. It's Charles Huff coming in for his first year as head coach because they didn't renew Doc Holliday. Fuck Dumb you, move. Marshall. <laughs> I almost just want to bet him on the under just because of that. I mean, is there a cooler coach name, like, even possible? You're the, I, I, it's a cowboy fucking name. I, I got I got a I'm your Huckleberry sticker on my car. Right? I, that's my man. That's that's the name. It's so cool. How do you let him go? And he, the program, ah, they were you, driving, are, you great. are Marshall, I guess. I don't know. Jeez. They start the season at Navy. I like getting the triple option to start, but I think Navy's – good enough that Navy's going to win because Navy is actually going to practice tackling this year. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Ken Niamatololo has got a lot to show. Um, that's the name. You just say it as fast as you can. That way nobody knows that you're just fucking it all up. Right. So um, it is neutralized. You do have all off season to prepare for that triple option, but it is a first year coach coming in. They are going to try to be more high powered, high octane offense than they've been. So that second and total D last year that this team was, it's going to fall off because they're going to be trying to be more prolific on offense. So I do not like that for this Navy game where the game is going to be slow. I got the L. Yep, same here. Then they get NC Central at home and East Carolina at home. I got two wins, but don't sleep on that ECU game, and I really hope ECU beats them. I'm going to give them a one and one there. I'm actually higher on ECU than I am of Marshall. I think ECU yeah, can be a I'm very glad. interesting team. Um, <laughs> then they get at App State and at Middle Tennessee. I got a loss and a win. I got a loss and a win. Uh, against Middle Tennessee, they get the win. I think they get the Middle Tennessee win. I think – did they beat App State the last time they played? I th- Yes, they did last yeah. year, like 17 to 10. Yeah. It's a perfect revenge spot. Hammer that App State game. Hammer that one. After that stretch, they get ODU at home and at North Texas before the bye. Yeah, I gave him the win against ODU, and I gave him a loss to North Texas. Again, just kind of punishing him as I want him to lose it. <laughs> yeah, I could. I want him to lose it. I'm gonna probably. I'll stay with what I was thinking. Fuck Marshall right now. Winning a loss there. Coming out of the bye week, they get FIU at home, and then at FAU. I got a win and a loss. Win over FIU. Lost FAU. Yep, I'm right there with you. They finish off the season with UAB, Charlotte, and Western Kentucky all at home. Yeah, I got them three straight wins. UAB is obviously, that's a really close game. Um, I got them with the win just because it is at home. I'd probably also lean Marshall there because I think by this point in the season, their offense will be at least figured out. And if it's as high power as they're trying for, they're going to be scoring a shitload of points. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Grant Wells was a freshman last year. He threw for 2,100 yards and 18 touchdowns in 10 games. And he comes back with his entire O-line. Grant Wells is a name to look out for. He's going to be a really solid quarterback for the Conference USA. 100%. I have him right at seven. I have him at eight. 
I'm leaning it, under. Just I mean, if I you're it. gonna be if you're gonna be <laughs> impartial, I would maybe lean over. <laughs> I'm being a dick. I'm leaning under just because. I'm yeah, I, I, I'm fucking. <laughs> let's lean under here. Fuck you, Marshall. <laughs> Up next, we have UAB. Another darling. There's a, so for how bad we were shitting on this conference in the morning. There's actually a decent amount of teams I like. I like the next two a lot. <laughs> I do too. Uh, but UAB is just a fun. Uh, what a, there's not too many better stories in college football in like the last decade. There is no better story in college football than UAB. Uh, just going from being completely gone and this coach just resurrects the program from the dirt with the AD and the the crowd just gets completely behind it. It's it's so fun and they're breaking in a new stadium this year. This team is going to be just lit, as the kids say. Yes, I love this team. They're going to be fucking awesome. And they start off the season with Jacksonville State at home. Interesting game. Yeah, speaking of uh, other news going on in the world of college sports, you see Dion flip out at I media day? They called him Coach Dion, right? Yeah, they, they just called him Dion, and he lost his shit. Said, would you call Coach Saban Nick? Do they call him just Dion, or do they call him Coach Dion? No, they called him just Dion. He wants to be Coach Sanders. <laughs> you know what? I mean, I don't understand flipping out on it. I can understand wanting to be called that, but. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was a little dog and pony. I think it was a little bit of a show. And he always, I mean, he's a diva. Like, Dion Sanders is a diva. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. He's a showman. Hey, everyone's so. talking about him, which means everyone's talking about Jacksonville State. I mean, he, he knows how to play it. Absolutely, yeah. Him and Eddie George coaching in FCS. That's going to be a lot of fun this year. Mm-hmm. But give me give me UAB every day here. Same here. Yeah, it's a win. It's a neutral site game, which is interesting, but I, mm-hmm. I still give them a win. 100%. And then a brutal back-to-back-to-back away series at Georgia, at North Texas, and at Tulane. Oh, boy. God, did they line those things up. I got them, I got them beating North Texas, losing to Georgia and Tulane. That is rough. I got I got him also beating North Texas, but I really wish North Texas was the first one in that lineup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they're going to be bagged up after Georgia. I'm hoping they pack it in after the first quarter. <laughs> I, yeah, same here. And then they get Liberty at home and FAU at home. God, uh, Liberty after that stretches. Yeah, but you know what? I, and that is the thing that I keyed in on too. However, that is going to be – so you got the neutral site game, three away games, the Liberty game is the first game at the new stadium. I'm giving it to UAB. I'm going to give them the win. What a perfect spot. God, that really is a perfect spot. I, You know what? I think my brain tells me Liberty, but my heart and the garage tell me UAB. Let's go. Lakers. Yes. They're getting yes, the dub there. And I think they're beating FAU. I have them beating FAU as well. Then they play at Southern Miss, and Ri- they get Rice at home before the bye week. I got two more wins. Two more wins right there. Finishing out the season strong. Then they play, uh, they get Louisiana at home right after the bye week. That's rough. Yeah, yeah. I I do got them with a win there, though. Then they get at Marshall and at UTSA before finishing off the season with UTEP at home. I do have them losing that back-to-back to Marshall and UTSA, but I do have them beating UTEP. I can see them beating Marshall. It sucks that you play them right after you do Louisiana. Yep. So I'm going to give UAB the loss there, but you're going to beat UTEP to st- to end the season. Yes, sir. Same here. I got them eight and four, and I'm pretty heavy on the over. Hmm. I give you what. Give me. Yeah, I'm going to like the over just because I love this team. This team's a yes. awesome story. 
You know what? I, I'm sorry, Heavy. I'm I'm leaning over. That schedule's really hard. <laughs> give me, I mean, give me the over. It's a very hard schedule. Like a lot of these are coin flips. Like Liberty is a very big coin flip. Yeah, that's a pretty big question mark there. But I mean, we did give them losses against Marshall and UTSA. They could catch one of those. That's a coin I can flip easily. Too. I can see them catching Marshall for sure. Right. So you know, hey, this for that. Yep. I definitely see it. And then to finish off the conference USA, I will probably say this is my darlingest of darling teams in this conference. I fucking love the Roadrunners. It's UTSA. Yes, I am excited for this team this year. I can't wait. Jeff Trailer with a phenomenal job of getting this program going. He comes in, he's back for year two. He's got 10 starters back on offense. 11 starters back on defense. They were 47th total in both categories last year in the nation. And I got a name for you. It's running back Sincere McCormick. He had 1,500 yards and 11 TDs on 5.9 yards per carry. He's bringing back the entire O-line and their tight end. That's a blocking style tight end to run behind again. He's going to have another great year. Sincere McCormick, don't forget the name. Fucking love it. If anyone paid attention to my hashtag garage certified series last year that I did for college football, I won so much by placing UTSA in my lineups. It, oh, God. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, Frank Harris, the dual threat. He's another one. Mm -hmm. He's another one. He could, he could rack you up. So if you're going fantasy lineups, look at those two right there. So they start the season off at Illinois. And watch the fuck out, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> that is a dangerous, dangerous game for Brett Bielema in his first first game there at Illinois. I'm going to give the loss for UTSA, but that is dangerous, and I know I will be on the point spread for UTSA. Watch out, Burt. I also got to <laughs> lean Illinois there. Then they get Lamar and Middle Tennessee at home. I got them two wins. Give, give them two wins right there. Then they play at Memphis. All right, so I gave them a loss to Memphis, but in all reality, I don't respect this Memphis program at all. I more so gave it a loss to try to be reasonable with this UTS UTSA like win total that I'm giving them. That's a coin flip game. Memphis is not what it's been. I think Memphis is actually on a downturn, and fuck being reasonable. Give me UTSA. <laughs> They're going to get this win. <laughs> I like I like that you bring the irrationality I'm to I'm very it. passionate about <laughs> the fucking Roadrunners. After Memphis, after beating Memphis – they get UNLV at home. Love yeah, it. that's an easy win. That's a win right there at Western Kentucky. I gave them a loss there because it could get tricky. So It could get tricky. I like the craziness of Western Kentucky. Give them a loss. Then they get Rice at home. I got a win. Win there. I love how they're spacing out these uh, these away games at the end of the season. Law Tech going into the bye week. A win. win. Out of the bye week at UTEP. Win. Win easy. Southern Miss at home. Win. Win. UAB at home. That's the second leg of a back-to-back -back road for UAB, like we said on the last one. So I got the win for UTSA. Finishing off the season at North Texas. Easy win. Run it down the throat. They are going to fucking – that's going to be a very pointy game too. Yes. Yes, it will. Yes. Unless UTSA slows that clock down, and then North Texas will have no answer for it. So Pound this over to the fucking moon. You know what I'm going to say right now? Give me an alternate line. This team's going 12 and 0. This team this <laughs> team this team could go 12 and 0. It honest to god it could. The toughest game on the schedule is really it's at Illinois and how damn tough is that? I don't I don't know, man. I I love this team. I love the spot that they're in. I tried to be reasonable and I'm still comfortably over. I'm I'm heavy on the over here with UTSA. 
Give me UTSA and the over. So I think we all know what my favorite fucking pick is for the win totals. <laughs> it's UTSA over by a goddamn mile. I That will be my third behind. I am very heavy on Old Dominion and Florida International unders. I those are I also love those a lot. I'm pretty sure on my ticket I might have FIU under on my I hope you ticket. do. I hope you do. <laughs> you gotta post it on Twitter later. I bought yeah, I'll have to post like I did my over-unders and I bought I got some futures. So uh you should carry that fucking ticket around on like a lanyard just to have I it, have like, a, a uh, I have a bulletin board, <laughs> I have a cork board this direction. Oh, I'm, hell gonna yeah. be, I'm gonna like every time I go, because right now the, the casinos aren't built in Nebraska, so I gotta go to Council Bluffs, I gotta go to Iowa. Uh, they're right across the river. Do you wave at the cancer kids like everybody from the Hawkeyes does? That's <laughs> Iowa City. That's way too deep into that fucking state. I, I don't know the, where you guys at. It's called so flyover. <laughs> it's, it's Council Bluffs. So like Omaha, Nebraska is here. Mm-hmm. Council Bluffs, Iowa is here. They basically just share a river. Okay. And Council Bluffs is a shithole fart of a town, but they got casinos. Yeah, that's kind of like when I lived in Ohio, you would have to go to West Virginia for a while before we got casinos. You'd have to go down to like some shithole right across the bridge, and it was gross. So, yeah, right yeah, now you, I, I have yeah. to drive like three hours to go to a casino. Um, once hey, they're built, once they're built, it's kind of good sometimes. <laughs> once they're built, it's 45 minutes. Like I used to be uh, 15 minutes away from a casino where I was in Ohio. And now I'm uh, like an hour away, and that's just enough to keep me out of going there all the time. So an hour so, is perfect. That's the perfect. Yes, yes, sir. So you can't go there every day, but it's just in range when you got the itch. So we're in, we're finishing off. FIU under, ODU under, UTSA over. Those are the three we like the most. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right on board with it. So if you're listening to this, figure out which ones you like the most. Fucking pick them and win yourself some money. My man, Magic Mike, the Gulf Coast guru, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter, and you can find me on betterthan.vegasbtv, where I am doing from now till, because I'm going to be honest, man, I fucking suck at baseball and tennis and soccer. I can't pick those damn things, but I got to keep my pretty face on BTV. I got to keep the following, the millions. So I'm coming out with the Fast Five on BTV. That is what you want to follow. I am going to give you so much content for college football in addition to what we're doing on the tailgate here. I'm going to get you so prepped. You're going to have so many fucking future tickets. Your head's going to goddamn explode. This corkboard, to me, it's going to be fucking filled to the brim with tickets every time I get one. I'm just, I might just like print out bet sheets when I make them online and fucking stick them up there. Hey, that would be actually awesome, too, to just have like a whole corkboard full of them and you could just pick them as they hit. Yeah, that would be fucking sweet. I might might have to do that. That'll do it for our time here at the gymnasium tailgate. Next up, I'm feeling Mountain West. What about you, my friend? Yes, man. You're basically now, like, it's still group of five, but we are in basically the power seven because Mountain West. The major, I will call these the major conferences. (laughs) Yes, yes. These two are awesome. I can't wait. Mountain West is every bit as good, if not better, than the AAC this year. I can't wait. I love the Mountain West. I fucking love the Mountain West so much. That'll do it for our time here at the Gymnasium Tailgate. Thank you so much for listening. And make sure, if you want to look like me at top, you need to have some special like jeans or whatnot. But if you want to look like me at the bottom, it's easy. Just go to manscaped.com, get yourself a lawnmower 4.0, and use promo code XFL for 20% off and free shipping. It'll get you nice and clean, sterile. It'll get you slicker than a turtle's belly down there. It's perfect. Thank you very much for listening. Love you guys. Peace out.